Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Okay, good morning. Here I am. And how are you guys doing? Nice to almost see you. And starting a whole new day today. Really enjoyed yesterday. For those of you guys that were with us, thank you online. Many of you up north, and we're getting more people on the um, church online platform. Let me know how that's going. Please make use of the, well, I guess we could call it the fellowship room. As you're online, say hi to Pam. She is hosting, and um, let her know how you're doing or prayer needs. The idea is specifically for those that aren't um, as well connected in the local church or like Pam and those having kind of a home church or whatever, just to stay in fellowship and pray for one another, encourage one another, and uh, make comments what you're learning, those kind of things. And it's been an effective outreach for other churches, especially for people that are new that have not really gone to church. They don't mind watching online as much. So let's continue to do that. So this morning we are in Isaiah 12. The book of Micah and Second Corinthians 11. It's going to be fun to get to read in the book of Micah. So we will jump over today. September 5th, Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> not Barbara Bush, not a good political um, politician, I should say. She was quoted as saying as she saw the devastation of, I mean, of the people that lost their homes or were they in the... the the huge uh, football stadium. She said, so many people here in the arena, you know, were very underprivileged anyway, and laughing. She said, this is working well for them. Did not go down well on the news programs. The people were thinking, again, this this is part of the problem when you have the elite and not understanding the plight of the poor all sleeping on cots side by side in a football indoor football field you imagine how far you had to walk to go to the bathroom uh not not a good thing katrina was a horrible storm really messed that that was 2005 by the way i didn't mention that september 5th 2005 also on this date 1975 Squeaky Fromm tries to kill President Gerald Ford, 1975, September 5th. <laughs> the gun failed to go off because she didn't know how to use it. Thankfully, they probably didn't even know there was a safety switch. Thank God. Here's the big one. September 5th, 1972. I do remember this, but I was, you know, just kind of coming into high school. Or right before high school, I guess. Um, and... This was the massacre of the Israeli Olympic athletes. Eleven Israeli athletes are kidnapped and killed by Palestinian terror group Black September during the 1972 Summer Olympics in Munich, West Germany. Two of the Israeli athletes were killed while fighting back during the kidnapping. Their efforts allowed others to escape. After the kidnapping, the terrorists demanded 234 prisoners jailed in Israel and two German-held founders of the Red Army faction be released. The Israeli authorities refused their demands. 
during the German rescue attempt the following day. The nine remaining hostages and a German police officer were killed along with five of the kidnappers. The three remaining kidnappers were arrested. The Israelis retaliated three days later by bombing Lebanon and Syria. The following October, Lufthansa Flight 615 was hijacked and the surviving terrorists were released in exchange for the plane's hostages. Sad. So, 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 so very sad. Well, here we go. Let's see if we've got a a dad joke for us today. Hmm. Do you know the story of the chicken that crossed the road? (laughs) Me neither. I couldn't follow it. (laughs) What do you get from a pampered cow? Spoiled milk. And with that, we'll move over to the reading today. So find your Bibles and open them up and follow along. Thank you, Father, for our time. We, Father, ask that you would open up our hearts as we open up our Bibles and give us the understanding that we so long for, God, the understanding as you intended it for us to know these things and understand them. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 12. You will say on that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for although... You were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation, and I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Therefore you will joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. And in that day you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Make them remember his name is exalted. Praise the Lord in song, for he has done excellent things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Cry aloud and shout for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Not much to say on on this in Isaiah, but it's, it's so intriguing and wonderful to see how a prophet of God can get communication directly from God and at the same time through the Holy Spirit be praising God, be directing praise to God. See, the prophets would get words from God for the people and so often it was condemnation and judgment, but then you have you have these times where they also, by the Holy Spirit, are, are uh, in directing praise. Which, by the way, is one of the, the ministries of our Comforter. So it's a beautiful chapter. Now, starting into the book of Micah, of course, a, a book that's special to my heart. Named my son after this book, Renee and I. Uh, this is the word of the Lord which came to Micah of Moresheth in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, king of Judah, which he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Hear, O peoples, all of you, listen, O earth, and all it contains. Let the Lord God be witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord is coming forth in his place. He will come down and tread on high places of the earth. The mountains will melt under him, and the valleys will be split like wax before the sun, like water poured down a steep place. All this 
is for the rebellion of Jacob and for the sins of the house of Israel. What is the rebellion of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? What is the high place of Judah? Is it not Jerusalem? For I will make Samaria a heap of ruins in an open country, planting places for a vineyard. I will pour her stones down into the valley, and I will lay bare her foundations. All of her idols will be smashed. All of her earnings will be burned with fire. All of her images I will make desolate. For she collected them from a harlot's earnings. And to the earnings of a harlot they will return. Because of this I must lament and wail. I must go barefoot and naked. I must make a lament like the jackals and a mourning like the ostriches. For her wound is incurable. For it has come to Judah. It has reached the gate of my people, even to Jerusalem. Tell it not in Gath. Weep not at all. At Beth Leafra, roll yourself in the dust. Go on your way, inhabitant of Saphir, in shameful nakedness. The inhabitant of Zanan does not escape. The lamentation of Beth Ezel, he will take from you its support. For the inhabitant of Merath becomes weak waiting for good because a calamity has come down from the Lord to the gate of Jerusalem. Harness the chariot to the team of horses, O inhabitant of Lachish. She was the beginning of sin to the daughter of Zion because in you were found the rebellious acts of Israel. Therefore, you will give parting gifts on behalf of Moresheth-Gath, the house of Akzib will become a deception to the kings of Israel. Moreover, I will bring on you the one who takes possession, O inhabitants of Mersheth. The glory of Israel will enter Adullam. Make yourself bald and cut off your hair because of the children of your delight. Extend your baldness like the eagle, for they will go from you into exile. Chapter 2 Woe to oppressors, woe to those who scheme iniquity, who work out evil in their beds. When morning comes, they do it, for it is in the power of their hands. They covet fields and then seize them, and houses, and take them away. They rob a man of his house, a man of his inheritance. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I am planning against this family a calamity from which you cannot remove your necks, and you will not walk haughtily, and it will be an evil time. On that day they will take up against you a taunt and utter a bitter lamentation and say, We are completely destroyed. He exchanges the portion of my people, how he removes it from me. To the apostate, he apportions our fields. Therefore, you will have no one stretching a measure line for you by lot in the assembly of the Lord. Do not speak out so they speak out. But if they do not speak out concerning these things, reproaches will not be turned back. It is being said, O house of Jacob, is the Spirit of the Lord impatient? Are these things he's doing? Do not my words do good to the one walking uprightly? Recently my people have arisen as an enemy. You strip the robe off the garment. For unsuspecting passers-by, 
from those turned from war. The women of my people are evict, each one from her pleasant house. From her children you take my splendor forever. Arise and go, for this is no place to rest because of the uncleanness that brings on destruction and painful destruction. If a man, walking after the wind and falsehood, has told lies and said, I will speak out to you concerning wine and liquor, he would be a spokesman to this people. I will surely assemble all of you, Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep in a fold, like a flock in the midst of its pasture. They will be noisy with men. The breaker goes up before them. They break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. So their king goes on before them, and the Lord at their head. Chapter 3. And I said, Here now, heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know justice? You who hate good and love evil, who tear off their skin from them and their flesh from their bones, who eat the flesh of my people, strip off their skin from them, break their bones, and chop them up as for the pot and as meat in a kettle? Then they will cry out to the Lord, but he will not answer them. Instead, he will hide his face from them at that time, because they have practiced evil deeds. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray. When they have something to bite with their teeth, they cry, Peace! But against them who puts nothing in their mouths, they declare holy war. Therefore it will be a night for you without vision, and darkness for you without divination. The sun will go down on the prophets, and the day will become dark over them. The seers will be ashamed, and the diviners will be embarrassed. Indeed, they will all cover their mouths because there is no answer from God. On the other hand, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and courage to make known to Jacob his rebellious act, even to Israel his sin. Now hear this heads up the house of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, who abhor justice and twist everything that is straight, who build Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with violent injustice. Her leaders pronounce judgment for a bribe, her priests instruct for a price, and her prophets divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord, saying, Is not the Lord in our midst? Calamity will not come upon us. Therefore, on account of you, Zion will be plowed as a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of ruins, and the mountain of the temple will become a place of a forest. Chapter 4. It will come about in the last days that the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as a chief of the mountains. It will be raised above the hills and the peoples will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us about his ways and that we might walk in his paths. For from Zion will go forth the law even every word of the Lord from Jerusalem. 
He will judge between many peoples and render decisions for mighty distant nations. Then they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, and never again will they train for war. Each of them will sit under his vine and under his fig tree, with no one to make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken, though all the peoples walk each in the name of his God. As for us, we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever in that day, declares the Lord. I will assemble the lame and gather the outcasts, even those whom I have afflicted. I will make the lame a remnant and the outcast a strong nation, and the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion and from now on and forevermore. As for you, tower of this flock, Heel of the daughter of Zion, to you it will come. Even the former dominion will come. The kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. Now, why do you cry out loudly? Is there no king among you? Or has your counselor perished? That agony has gripped you like a woman in childbirth? Writhe and labor to give birth, daughter of Zion, like a woman in childbirth. For now you will go out from the city dwell in the field and go to Babylon. There you will be rescued. There the Lord will redeem you from the hand of your enemies. And now many nations have been assembled against you who say, let her be polluted and let her eyes gloat over Zion. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord and they do not understand his purpose. For he has gathered them like sheaves to the threshing floor. Arise and thresh, daughter of Zion, for your horn I will make iron, and your hoofs I will make bronze, that you may pulverize many peoples, that you may devote to the Lord their unjust gain and their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. Book of Micah, really powerful. We see that the heavenly judgment coming upon God and the heavenly establishment of his kingdom when his judgment is, is has been fully realized and has been given out and Israel repents and comes back. Micah spanning thousands of years here in these prophecies, they says they're going to go into judgment because of the high places. And it's interesting, Samaria has made their high places, but he calls Judah has made Jerusalem its high place, meaning they were not worshiping Yahweh God at the temple. They were setting up these images to these false gods. And worshiping there in the temple. Can you imagine what that must have been like? How horrible. And God says, because of these things, because you've turned away from me, you're going to be plowed under the whole, all of the north and the south, both going into judgment, the north to Assyria, the south to Babylon. And yet, as we get through all those judgments, in the three chapters, chapter four, we have this complete turnaround. But then you're going to be established. But then you're going to be the mountain above mountains. All the nations will stream to you. What we see here is him then jumping way, way, way ahead. Second coming of Christ. As we see the final establishment of the kingdom of God upon the earth through Jesus at his second coming, the Messiah. All the nations will stream to it. What a beautiful time. At the beginning of the millennium, let us go up to to Jerusalem that want to take hold of anyone of the sons of Jacob and say, show us, take us to Jesus. Bring us to Jesus. 
Now, in my mind, you see, these are going to be the mortal human beings that make it through the tribulation that survive. In order to survive, they're going to have to acknowledge by this point Jesus as Messiah, Jesus as Savior and Lord. And so once they come through it and Jesus there establishes his reign in Jerusalem, everybody's going to want to go there. They're like, we got to go see our King, our Savior, our Lord, brought us through the tribulation so that all nations will stream to it. Glorious time. So they, there is hope. He says, but in the meantime, you know, there's hope. But in the meantime, you're going to go into captivity in Babylon. And then, of course, tomorrow we're going to see he's going to jump ahead but not all the way to the millennium is going to jump ahead to to the first coming of jesus being born in bethlehem so we'll see that tomorrow i think second corinthians 11 wish that you would bear with me in a little foolishness but indeed you are bearing with me for i am jealous for you with a godly jealousy for i betrothed you to one husband so that to christ i might present you as a pure virgin but I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. For if one comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you bear this beautifully. For I consider myself not in the least inferior to the most eminent apostles, but even if I am unskilled in speech, yet I am not so in knowledge. In fact, in every way, we have made this evident to you in all things. Or did I commit a sin in humbling myself so that you might be exalted? Because I preached the gospel to you without charge. I robbed other churches by taking wages from them to serve you. And when I was present with you and was in need I was not a burden to anyone. For when the brethren came from Macedonia and fully supplied my need, and in everything, I kept myself from being a burden to you and will continue to do so. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be stopped in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I do not love you? God knows I do. But what I'm doing, I will continue to do so that I may cut off opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the matter about which they are boasting. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds? Again, I say, let no one think me foolish. But if you do, receive me even as foolish, so that I also may boast a little. What I am saying, I am not saying as the Lord would, but as in foolishness, in this confidence of boasting. Since many boast according to the flesh, I will boast also. For you, being so wise, tolerate the foolish gladly. For you tolerate it if anyone enslaves you, anyone devours you, anyone takes advantage of you, anyone exalts himself, anyone hits you in the face. To my shame, I must say that we have been weak by comparison. But in whatever respect anyone else is bold, I speak in foolishness. I am 
just as bold myself. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if insane. I more so, in far more labors, in far more imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journey in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers from false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me for the concern of all the churches. Who is weak without my being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? If I have to boast, I will boast of what pertains to my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, he who is blessed forever knows that I am not lying. In Damascus, the ethnarch under Aretas, the king was guarding the city of the Damascians in order to seize me, and I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall, and so escaped his hands. Paul is is brutally honest with these people. <laughs> I, I, I'm amazed because it would be something that you do that today, of course, people would be just leaving the church. How dare you say anything that I, I put up with fools and I listen to people's lies and I, I'm so easily deceived. And Paul is, is just straight out honest with them. He basically... You don't want to believe me when I bring you the truth, but you'll bring all these other people that come up with these goofy, unbiblical ideas, and you'll gladly accept them. So he says, if if I have to commend myself and give myself by comparison, he says, I'm not inferior to any of those guys. Maybe I don't speak as well as they do, but I am a true apostle, and I've suffered for the sake of the gospel. I know what I'm talking about. He's speaking as one is trying. He has to defend his authority here with them, and it's sad he does, because they're so easily moved. But what we do see, we learn from this, is how the enemy is constantly inf- infiltrating the church with lies, lie upon lie, and leading people astray. It's what we covered yesterday in First John, that the enemy is always coming in, and now he says here we get it from Paul that he comes dressed as an angel of light. I have the special knowledge you need. I have the specific religion or the specific view, the book, the new dynamic something that you need to know God for real. And John, of course, yesterday says, you know him. You already know him. From the beginning of the word of salvation, you understood what it was to be saved by faith. Don't depart from that. Don't be led astray from that. Don't let people start feeding you all kinds of false information to lead you away from the fellowship you already have. You're already established. You are the one that has the truth, not them. Remember that when they come knocking at your door. Charles Spurgeon, September 5th. With me, wherever I am, the Lord will be with you. Second Chronicles 2017.
with me wherever I am. The Lord will be with you. This was a great mercy for Jehoshaphat, and a great multitude had come out against him. And it will be a great mercy for me, for I have great need, and I have no might or wisdom. If the Lord be with me, it matters little. Who may desert me? If the Lord be with me, I shall conquer in the battle of life. And the greater my trials, the more glorious will be my victory. How can I be sure that the Lord is with me? For certain, he is with me if I am with him. If I trust his faithfulness, believe his words, and obey his commands, he is assuredly with me. If I am on Satan's side, God is against me and cannot be otherwise. But if I live to honor God, I may be sure that he will honor me. I am quite sure that God is with me if Jesus is my soul, my only Savior. If I placed my soul in the hands of God's only begotten Son, then I may be sure that the Father will put forth his power to preserve me, that his Son may not be dishonored. Oh, for faith to take hold upon the short but sweet text for today. O Lord, fulfill thy word to thy servant. Be with me in the house, in the street, in the field, in the shop, in the company, or alone. Be thou also with thy people. Father, thank you for that word. Thank you for giving us understanding and insight to these things, to your word. And it is a a glorious thing. As John said, he who knows the Son knows the Father. He who has the Son has the Father. And he who did not have the Son does not have the Father. This are the two apostles agreeing. If we are going to know the presence and the peace of God in our life, we must know it through his Son and rejoice in knowing it and understand we know his Son by what he has done and what he continues to do and his guidance and his Lordship in our life. So we praise you for that, God. Those of us that have now been walking with you, you for years or those of us who have just gotten saved, we're constantly amazed at your grace and mercy for us and that you do listen and that you are there and that you continue to be there. You will never leave us or forsake us. That is a comfort when we know that you're there, when we know that we're part of your family. We are strengthened. We are secure. We know our future. What a glorious thing. And Father, we want to pray for those that are now being healed, and we want to thank you for them. Thinking about my brother Juan Carlos, who I believe now is at home, um, hopefully, and if he is, we want to rejoice in that, but he was supposed to go home, so we will wait to hear confirmation of that. But uh, thank you for all that you have done in their life and continue to do with healing. And those of us who have been there in the hospital, we know what it's like. We know what it's like to, to wait upon you to for the healing, to uh, have to lay there patiently and wait for our bodies to heal. Some of us may be doing that right now. So thank you that you are continuing to heal, and we pray that you can continue to touch those around us that need healing. Special prayer for, for Raquel and her back, that she can see continue, complete relief from the nerve pain. You should be able to use her arm. And I think for those people that were, came to church yesterday and uh, are just so hungry to grow, 
and uh, from the mission that our visitors people that are that are just moving here what a joy to see what you're doing so we praise you for that praise you for this day and god i thank you for what you're doing even around the world some of the things that you are doing are phenomenal the muslim community that is hearing your word through visions and dreams as i was just learning the other day that over 50 percent of the muslims that claim to know jesus christ they said in some way or another they had a dream or a vision over 50 percent so we thank for that god thank you that you're moving in our world and we know that things are are ramping up we see this coming war in the middle east and we or china as it's getting ready to invade taiwan and uh the international banking system that seems to be collapsing all around us we see things that could cause us to cause to fall into such fear and and hopelessness and anxiety and yet for those of us that know you we're just saying come lord jesus we know that you're still in the throne we know that you're going to make all things right so father just strengthen us strengthen us for the day that's coming and keep us walking in love and sharing your love for people around us in Jesus' name, amen. We are going to move on. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Continue to use it for our king, to the, to, for his glory, as we got to get a lot of things done, usually mundane things. But at the same time, God opens up doors of opportunity. So keep your eyes open and keep looking up. God bless you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.